to another ridiculous episode of the Striped Sweater Podcast, where the best time to listen is all the time. I'm one half of your co-hosts. I'm not really a Krabby Patty with cheese toenails and nose hairs. I'm Zach Main, and I'm here with... I'm Alex Beardsley, and I have to work for a living. Boo-hoo-hoo. And we're here with SpongeBob SquarePants, Season 4, Episode 9, Krusty Towers, and Mrs. Puff, you're fired. Indeed. Two uh, banger episodes, honestly. I think if you haven't been enjoying Season 4, you may like this one. Yeah, let's just say, like, I know we've kind of been shitting on this season a little bit. These two were very enjoyable. I liked them both a lot, and I actually do remember bits and pieces of both of them, which is kind of shocking because they aired uh, later on than I expected. Uh, April 1st of 2006 is the air date here. So we're getting, I mean, it's crazy because we started the show at May of 1999, and we're already in 2006. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. And we were finishing... Middle school at this point, about to graduate from it. Yeah. Some of the worst years of my life, middle school. Yeah, middle school is rough. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, my, my middle school was pretty rough, too, um, and early high school. But then I found, like, the right group of friends in, like, 10th grade, probably. And that's when it was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. For me, it was like middle school separated some of my friends, you know? We, like, were in different schools or started living in different places, and then just my friend group got smaller with that, and then I didn't meet, you know, my main friend group that I've been a part of since, you know, high school until ninth, tenth grade. Right. So, yeah, I had... I had, like, my friend down the street, uh, who I always thought of as my best friend, but, you know, as time went on, it became less like that, and, yeah. you know, he was kind of a popular kid, and I wasn't really, so it was like, when I was, it, it became this thing where I was just trying to hang around him, and I guess probably at that time, I did, there was some desire to be more popular than I was, as we all go through, but then, you know... Anyone who knows me now knows that I don't give a shit about any of that. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, more just us learning about the world too, and going through our own changes. And there's just a lot of stuff happens in that time frame. But yeah, so that kid ditched me and like ended up being really just not nice to me as time went on, and um, and I was worse for it. And then I found you know some of my. Friends who I still uh, have to this day in 10th grade, uh, those are my longest lasting friends that I've had in my life. So yeah, we're talking about high school. Yeah. but uh, I guess. <laughs> but before we get into the episodes, we'll take some time to do the non-Spongebob portion of the podcast. The, the warm-up. Yeah. So I guess opener... Um, I uh, just got out of a seven-year relationship, so it's very new. As you may remember from the last one, my dog passed away last month, too, so I've had a lot of changes going on in my life. I uh, started running, too. Like, last week, I ran six days straight, and then uh, I've been doing it this week and just had my first soccer game in a long time, and 
I felt so like uh, hyped up afterward. I went for a run and ran my fastest mile ever after a soccer wow. game. Just outside or on a treadmill? Yeah, just wow. outside. Nice. Yep. So, you know, I've been trying to make a lot of more changes that are good for me and I feel pretty good. Nice. That's awesome. I, I went running a couple weeks ago and I, I just ran around the block here is like 0.6 miles or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like fucked up for like days after that. So yeah. I really like my legs, my knees especially were like, ouch. But, um, you know, that's part of it. I know I've been trying to get back into healthier habits as well, especially now that I have my, I have my life more together than it's been basically since you've known me. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. <laughs> so it's like, it's nice to have that going, but it's like, I'm really not exercising or any of that. Um, and honestly, I mean, I do my, my job, my day job is, is very like manual. I'm on my feet the entire time, but it's still not enough. Like I have to like make a point to exercise because yeah. we're getting old too. I mean, uh, getting to that point where it's like, if you're not doing it, it like nothing good is going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to make a lot of, uh, changes too to just live better for myself. Um, like viewing certain things as rewards, I guess to kind of like spell it out too. I turned my Apple watch that I've pretty much been using smartwatches for six or seven years and, or however long it's been. And it seems like, you know, I was always in this, like I could be interrupted at any time kind of mood or, you know, always like what is happening that's not here. So I turned my, I turned on do not disturb. So I only see stuff on my phone when I take the time to look at it. And I think it makes me be a lot more present in uh, the moment and just easier to, to think. Um, Yeah, that's, I think that's good. I mean, I've never had one. I kind of just see it as a extra, like, I guess if you're like a businessman or something, it might be a good thing to have, but I don't, I never saw a need for one personally. Plus like, I don't want to spend the money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely helps for, like, running and stuff, too, and, oh, yeah, you know, I'm you can sure. change music from it. Like, as a tool, it's pretty good, but always being, like, slaved to your phone is not, you know, I've been like that for so long and never really thought about it, and it just, uh, it really numbs you to, like, go on your phone or to, like, play a bunch of video games. Like, you don't really feel much in that moment, so right. I've been listening to, like, Duncan Trussell talk about things you know who i don't is. know what that is no. he's a guy uh he's been on like joe rogan and all sorts of shows he was a comedian i mean i guess he still is but he did midnight gospel um, oh he did he was like on an episode he is midnight gospel like basically midnight gospel is just uh they made a story out of these different podcasts that he would have with different people I see. and then they would just make it into a show but he's the main character, so he drives all of it creatively as well. Okay. He just didn't draw it. That was the guy from Adventure I Time. I see. Okay. I assumed he created it, too. Like, like did all of it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, he does a lot of it, <clears throat> but he, uh, I don't know, he has a lot of mo- motivational things, and that was what kind of got me running in the first place, and then, like, you know, I'm someone who likes to uh, smoke weed sometimes, and... Uh, <laughs> Now I've been doing it like 
I won't do it until I've ran for the day, like if I'm running or doing certain things and I'm using it as more of like a reward than a crutch or like a like a relaxation right uh, piece. I'm trying to get there too because I know <clears throat> I know it is and I I've done that in the past. I've also smoked weed pretty regularly for at least 10 years. Um and it become it, and I've gone through phases with it where I realized like, oh dude, you're doing this too much. You got to you got to figure out a way to like reward yourself with mm-hmm. it and then I'll get on that for a little bit and then fall off again because this or that happened in your life right. or whatever and then um after I moved in here at uh you know my new house um that was like all I wanted to do because I was so exhausted all the time and I wasn't relaxing for so long. I was like, I just want to fucking smoke weed and do yeah. nothing. And that's all I want to do. And then it was like that's what I'm doing every morning and every night because I'm so stressed from everything. Yeah, you know? and then not doing stuff. You you get in that like, oh, I just feel so bad. Like I'm not doing anything. Like I'm just sitting here on the couch. Right. And like doing it the way I am now. It's like I'm like sore and like I feel good. I feel accomplished for the day. And this is just like my coming down time. Right, right. And I know I I relied on it early on because I've always had difficulty getting to sleep at a good time. But these days, I mean, as I've gotten older, I, that's not really much of a problem for me anymore. So like, I can't really use that as an excuse of like, oh, I have to do it every day, you know? Yeah. And I've been doing better. I, I haven't smoked in at least five, six, seven days or, or well, okay. I had a, I had a pen the other night cause my friend was over yeah. and he had one, but, but not regularly. I'm trying to just not make that such a thing. And honestly, I know cause we, uh, I guess pulling the curtain back here, we're typically smoking weed during the podcast too. Or at least we did for, for a, a long time. Yeah. Right. We started with the drinking, drinking a bit. and, and smoking. Yeah. And, and then, just kind of honestly i've found a lot of times where we're recording where i'll just kind of be spacing out and not saying anything for a long time mm-hmm. and then i'm like that's not the point of this you know right. like i'd rather be fully invested in this and it's not that whatever it's just i think i need to just just be okay being myself and not wanting to be like oh i want to be like uh, basically right. I just don't want to. And I think honestly, uh, wrestling actually made that actively worse mm-hmm. because I was constantly in pain. And then I'm seeing others who do it constantly, like all throughout the day. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, that's okay for me to do that too. Even though it's really not like for me personally, I know there are people who function perfectly fine doing it all the time, but I'm not one of those people. Like, I do need to not be high sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was handling it pretty well. But, you know, I would pretty much do it before anything as well. Like, we're going to the store. We're going to visit family. We're going to... Even before soccer, which... And, like, running. And I thought it was fine because I could run just fine. Right. But uh, it's way different now. And after the first soccer game we had uh, yesterday, I felt great it felt like the best game i've ever played and i ended up nice. playing a lot of defense which i don't but i was like locking down some of their athletic players and uh i also had a goal nice. um, it was like a very composed goal and an assist um 
So I don't know. It was just really good. Definitely. <clears throat> no, I know. That's the thing. Uh, I, I noticed it a lot in wrestling, especially later on where I was doing it a lot. It was like, okay, they're calling the match. And I kind of don't really know exactly the order of things. Like I would remember the spots, but the order would get messed up in my mind a lot. Yeah. And, and then, then you just hope that when you see it in the ring that it yeah. jogs your memory. And usually it was fine, but... There were just a lot of times where I could tell the people I was calling the match with were kind of like, no, 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 dude, it's like this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I got it. You know, Right, and then and they're it's like, like unsure about you. Yeah, right, and you don't want that, right. And that's not, it, it, would, it would be so much better to just wait until after, you know, reward yourself like, hey, I did, I did great, I was focused, mm-hmm. now I can chill, you know. Um, or just whatever. I know I'm trying to get there too. And honestly, I was spending too much money on it too. It's like, uh, it's just not something that I can realistically sustain. Uh, except obviously if that's the thing, I've always wanted to grow it now that you can just grow it legally. I'm going to try that, but we'll see, Yeah, you know, uh, what happens with that. But that's the thing as long as I don't have to pay for it and I'm not, Using it as a crush. Using that in that way where it's like, oh, I'm out. I got to go get more because I need it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's a bad habit to be in. Yeah. And there is like this whole, <laughs> you know, conspiracy of like, oh, weed's not addictive. But like, I mean, it is addictive. To some people, anything can be addictive. It's I mean, not. It's collecting not, things. Um, right, right. You know, doing certain things can definitely be addictive to the right people. Well, the thing is, is people will be like, well, technically it's not addictive because right. you're it not going to die if you don't have it. Right. But it's you like, won't have withdrawals and there's not like something in it that they consider like an addiction uh, causer. But it's but, definitely something you can form a habit around. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, if you can't, if you don't feel right without it, you're addicted. Like, right. Basically. You should be addicted to water. Right, right. Exactly. Which I feel like I am. I drink a lot of water. That's good. No, I I, I drink a lot of water when I'm at work because they have big bottles of water there and I can just drink two of those and be like, that's more than enough water for the day. But then at home, I, I, I do slack off at home a little bit. But I constantly, I mean, I have a water bottle in my car right now for the ride home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've... So that was an interesting, weird talk that yeah, we just had. <laughs> I like it, though, because uh, I don't think we talk enough about, like, real stuff. You right. know, we just kind of like, here's what I've been up to and this and that. Right, right. And also to, uh, to like, mention what you were saying before, like, I there is there are some shows where people do smoke weed on it and then talk. And it's, uh, you know, it's definitely an interesting thing. And some people will say things that they wouldn't normally. And it's kind of cool. There's a show called getting Doug with high. <laughs> yeah. With Doug, the super high me guy. Yeah. The comedian. Yeah. And yeah. I like watch that sometimes, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, it's definitely, uh, there's just changes happening. No, I, and I get it. I know. I think for me personally, it's just something that I have to be like, Hey dude, like, and I know. So in my case, Sarah, has never like before I came into her life, she was not involved. Like she's never been around weed or alcohol really or anything. So, I mean, um, 
to her, like seeing me smoke multiple times a day is like, whoa, dude, like, do you need to do it that often? And I'm right. just like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. You know? It's like when you get a tolerance. But when you have so. an outside perspective of like, you know, I do do this like several times a day. Maybe that is not the way I should be doing mm-hmm. this, you know, like maybe. And I, I don't know. I think part of it is getting older, too, <clears throat> where I'm like, you know, I want to like be mentally present for things i don't sure. just want to be high all the time like, and that's like what i what i've been saying too whoops well that was great um <laughs> but yeah like that's what i've been saying with like the stuff i'm doing with my phone and trying to be in a good physical form and have like a good diet i'm really trying to uh to just be present and you know fully aware of everything and make good decisions and i think that i have been yeah it feels good to be like mentally present when when in my case i haven't been a lot of times it's like oh wait this is what it's like to be like a real person or to be in the moment (laughs) and like actually appreciative of certain things that you take for granted yeah yeah not like just i don't know it's it's a complicated you know situation the whole thing but so if you're dealing with the same thing, we don't have many answers, but, you know, just know you're not alone. And <laughs> yeah. a lot of people go through this. Well, yeah, these days, especially with weed being legal so many places, it's like, why wouldn't you smoke weed all the time? Yeah. I mean, it's a very social thing. A lot of times people would just hang out, get together and drink. And that's still a very common thing. But yeah. there's, you know, a lot of people get together and smoke instead. And that's, you know, completely fine and it's still taboo but uh you know using it as a social thing is good it's like right. you wouldn't i mean some people do but you wouldn't sit at home by yourself and just get wasted all the right. time but I've, you would you'd sit at home and get high i've done it before and it's definitely uh get wasted and it's definitely a uh something Depressing. i've done during depressed points in my life where yeah. i'm like i just don't even want to where i don't want to be present and i yeah. think that is part of it too is we do use these things as coping mechanisms, but, and some, that's the thing. Some of us never reach a point where we're like, maybe this isn't the way I should be doing it. And those people, you know, are people that need help, you know? And I think we all need help sometimes without a doubt. And I don't think I could have reached, like I said, having Sarah put into perspective how much I do it was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you spend like maybe a hundred bucks a week. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not good. Yeah, mine I, was like the opposite. Like, you know, my right. ex-girlfriend now, she would drink wine almost every night, you know, at least a bottle. Um, yeah. And probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> and I, you know, I was at that time I was taking steps to, to not drink because for a while I was drinking like it seemed like almost every day. Right. And when I started you know, only doing it sometimes on the weekend or whatever. It really, like, that was my first step to bettering myself, I think. But it was a journey. I definitely felt like I was going on by myself in a house where that wasn't happening. Right. There wasn't a lot of um, support for that sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I know we both come from families that enjoy drinking and stuff too and that that's part of it too right you just kind of think oh this is what you do once you hit a certain age Mm -hmm. and it's like 
but you don't have to. It's a you generational, don't have to, right? Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know the the full message on this portion, but uh, yeah. hopefully, it's enlightening a bit. And with my enhanced mental status and clarity, I think that I am going to push for you to ask me a question so that we can get rolling on the part that everybody came to hear all right. these all these like everyone's like what is this yeah podcast? all these like people are like oh my god now my whole vision of them has changed immensely i hate these guys yeah i'm gonna stop listening all 40 <laughs> of us are gone yeah all 40 of us yeah i mean yeah you know <clears throat> yeah so yeah without further ado are you ready zach aye aye alex We're back with Krusty Towers. Indeed. And as I already said, this one aired April 1st of 2006. We have storyboard directors Luke Brookshire, Tom King, and it was written by them too, along with Stephen Banks. I don't think we've seen any of those names before. I think... I thought maybe we did in season four, but I'm not really positive. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not as... I don't remember their names in, in these later seasons as much. But uh, technical director was Vincent Waller. Animation director was Andrew Overtune. Who I feel like we haven't seen in a little bit. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's still... He's been around, I think. Um, but yeah, those first three names, I, I, I personally don't recognize. I mean, might have said them before, but interesting to note that we liked this episode more than other ones and it mm-hmm. seems like it was made by a different different uh, a different team perhaps uh but of course as always supervising producer what is two b's three t's and two i's <laughs> ribbit ribbit it's, it's paul tibbet <laughs> it's pt p right. tibbs p tibbs Indeed. And this uh, episode also is episode 69 of the show. That's apparently. right. Uh, which is nice. <laughs> so this episode starts with SpongeBob and Squidward going to work. And SpongeBob's really just hamming it up. He's telling them stories about uh, how he thought he overcooked the kelp fries. But oh, actually, he didn't overcook them. Isn't that hilarious? But yeah. Squidward doesn't really pay attention. You can tell he's looking at something else. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, Because what he's looking at as they're getting to work is a gigantic hotel where the Krusty Krab used to be. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like 10 stories tall, maybe. Uh, Yeah. And it has like the restaurant on the top of it. (laughs) Right. It's like he literally just built below the Krusty Krab. Yeah. Like he somehow was able to like keep raising it up yeah and he did this overnight apparently right (laughs) or Um, someone did i don't know right uh would have been very expensive to make as well um and this is the grand opening of crusty towers 
Uh, basically, Krabs, you know, he stayed at a hotel recently, and it changed his life. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he says. Yeah. Like, this, this is crazy. I went to this hotel. And he's got a tattoo. Yeah, he was at a fast food convention, which, if we had, man, that would be the worst place to be, I feel like. They probably... So that probably business. exists in some capacity Fast, or like rest restaurant business type thing. Uh, but yeah, so he stayed there. As you mentioned, he has a nice anchor tattoo on his chest and a warty pimply back in this. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Basically this bell boy is like his bitch. Um, right. So the whole thing, the whole, like the, the whole thing of the episode, right. Is that, at this hotel that Mr. Krabs stayed at, they had a slogan that said, we shall never deny a guest even the most ridiculous request. And every time Krabs says it, he always says, even the most ridiculous request. And yeah. I, that always stuck with me. Ridiculous. Why did you build a hotel, Mr. Krabs? I'm glad you asked, son. Remember when I went to that fast food convention and stayed in that fancy hotel? I had a beautiful room. The employees were so friendly. They catered to me every whim, no matter how demeaning it was, because they lived by a code. And that code was engraved in fine gold above the grand fireplace. We shall never deny a guest even the most ridiculous request. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the bellboy is uh, he's putting lotion on him. Um, he's like, yeah, obviously he's not happy about it, you know? Um, yeah, but he does it because that's what good workers do. <laughs> right. He's just working for the man. So it was nice and dandy, you know, he thought it was great. Best time of his life. But then he got his bill and he ended up paying $345. He, they charged him 220 for the room, $80 to use the pool, 20 for the sauna in $25 for a burger. I like how he only ate one hamburger his whole time there. Yeah. That's all he ate was one hamburger. And it cost more than his time in the sauna. Yeah. And, you know, that's the only thing he can take back. So he literally pulls the burger back out of his mouth so that he doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> it's all... And the guy's just like, uh... Oh. But that was that was what's, uh, what sparked Krabs's new destiny where he's gonna own a restaurant that is a hotel so that he can charge people in absurd money for crabby patties right and i did just count it is 10 stories tall perfect um (laughs) i just assumed they'd use a nice round number like 10 yeah um squidward uh he's like why would anybody come here it's in the middle of butt fuck nowhere <laughs> and uh he's like the only thing you can do here is get stung by a jellyfish and then he does he gets a big blister on his head and then spongebob pokes it and it moves to the other part and he's just ooh. it's just a very quick little funny yeah let me touch this this thing and it yeah. like comes out you know like one of those squeezy, squeezy things its eyes come out and stuff yeah something like that yeah Uh, So, immediately, Squidward notices, where's all the new hotel employees, you know? Right, it's just an empty room. Yeah, you're going to need someone. And then, Krabs literally puts clothes on them to make them the bellhop. Shoves it right on them. 
they got a new hat and new new shirt for Squidward and new shirt and pants. For, yeah, for he's, SpongeBob. He's like, I know you don't like wearing pants, so <laughs> right. didn't make you any. So SpongeBob is excited pretty much the whole time to be doing this. Uh, yeah, he, he loves like, his new outfit, which is typical SpongeBob, right? Yeah, and immediately a customer walks in, and Krabs tells Squidward like. Watch me reel him in. And he gives him the whole welcome to Krusty Towers, where our motto is... You know, the whole thing. The motto. He says it so many times. Um, So apparently this guy's name is Dave as well. But uh, (laughs) Dave finds out about it, and he's like, oh, well, that's great. I just want a double Krabby Patty with no onions, extra pickle. And he's like, well, if you want a patty, you got to get a room and get room service. The guy looks at his watch. He's like, well... You know, I would, but I've only got an hour for lunch. Yeah. That, oh, well. I like that. That's, like, funny how he's he's not even mad. He's like, well, I, I would do that for a Krabby Patty, but I don't have the time right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't so really I, need a whole room. That's okay. Um, And then Squidward is giving him the, like, oh, boy, you re- reeled him in like a pro. Giving him the shit. Uh, but then uh, Patrick comes in and... Squidward now has to man the desk because why would Krabs keep doing it? He's the owner. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's like the cash register. Right. There isn't a cash register here, but it's like the same job. It's the same concept, right? The front. Yeah. You're like the point of contact yeah. for sales. Um, so, yeah, Squidward is behind the desk and Patrick is just there. He's just waiting there. Like, it pans over and there he is. And he's like, why would you need to stay here, Patrick? You live 400 yards that way. And they show, like, a nice image of the boy's house and then the crusty towers in the background. Yeah. It's just right down the road. Just right down the road. Um, in the way, Stage left. In the way that, yeah, in the way that I think it should be. It, but not the way that it is mostly portrayed. This is, no, I wouldn't go that far. I would. We we would. We should look at. We're up. gonna have to like <laughs> count. Somebody else do that for us. Somebody count. Yeah. Is it always to the left or right of their houses? But uh, it's more so my my way. No, Definitely. but Squidward. Uh, Squidward is trying to like get him not to do it as well. First, he's like, "Why do you need this?" And he's like, "You also have to get a room," but you know. That's not going to stop Patrick. He says, uh, kit, what does he say? One Krabby Patty and one room with cheese. Oh, right. and also, can I get cheese on the Krabby Patty, too? Yeah, right, right. Meaning that he wants the room with the cheese. The room will have cheese on it. And yeah. after second thought, put it on a patty, too. Right. He couldn't just dip it in the room. Um. Anyway, so uh, Patrick starts ringing the bell after the whole 400 yards away debacle. And he's like, wow, this hotel has everything. A bell. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Um, And obviously Squidward is annoyed immediately by the bell ringing. Um, So he tells him to sign the register for to to sign in. Oh, it does Um, say register, but it's a registry, right? Yeah, that's probably right. This this might be a typo. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Patrick's like, I didn't know there'd be a test. I didn't study. And he starts <sighs> crying. He's like, come on, you just got to write your name. Um, but of course, you know, Patrick, he's pretty illiterate. Um, first, he like starts writing and then he like covers his his the page with his arm. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, basically like no cheating. 
stop looking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. done. I think it's yeah, it's more like a don't look until I'm done kind it's, of thing. It's like, like SpongeBob and Mrs. Puff, right? Right. Don't look, it's not finished. Right, right. right. All you need is three words. <laughs> right. Um. And in this case, all he's doing is writing his name. Yeah. That's all he's supposed to be doing. But as we can tell by how long it's taking, he's doing more than that. Yeah. Um, he's so, a pretty decent artist, too. Yeah, not bad. So it turns out Patrick actually just drew a picture of a large Patrick terrorizing a, a town or something. Yeah, like with, he's got... Or uh, King Kong, rather. With, yeah, yeah, with like uh, with like a jet shooting bullets at him. And he's pissed. Yeah, and I feel like this is kind of... This is pretty well observed of like... A kid would draw something like this, you know? Yeah. And like exactly like that with like lines for the bullets, you know? It looks like the kid drawings that they would do in uh, Captain Underpants when the kids would draw part of it. Yeah, it does look like that. Yeah. Very much. Um, but yeah, Squidward's like, eh, close enough, and gives him the key. And Patrick's like, well, you know, what about my bags? And he's like, what? You just found out this was a hotel. This is a hotel? <laughs> it, that's like, that is the funny recurring Patrick thing of this. is right. this, this is a what? Like, yeah, he right. literally has no idea where he is. I, like, yeah, I know we just talked about all of that. And yeah, I, I just, just ordered a room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I, but I, didn't I didn't know it was a hotel, though. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a hotel. Um, yeah, he wants... Uh, Squidward wants SpongeBob to take the bags, but Krabs uh, is like, no, you take the bags. SpongeBob, you make his patty. So Squidward has to do the labor. He waits for him to drag these insanely heavy suitcases all the way to the elevator, and then he's like, whoa, those are for customers, buddy. You gotta take the employee elevator so he drags the heavy bags to the other side and the elevator comes down and it's nothing but an entryway to stairs <laughs> yeah like a and obviously it's a lot of stairs and i don't know they didn't say that uh squidward was going to be or i'm sorry patrick was going to be on the top floor did he no i don't think they did but that but is where he is it seems like that's what's going on squidward gave him the room key he chose it he right he could have given him like First floor. Yeah. It's not like there's a precedent for this or like a rule book. Right. Also, uh, before he starts doing that, this is where they give the the line that you said where uh, he's like, uh, Mr. Crab says, oh, look at me. My name's Squidward. I have to do manual labor for a living. Boo. Right. Right. I just, I, that is a funny line to me because that's like a weird... I don't know. It's like, this is your future, kids. Yeah. Like, you're like, going to have to do manual labor someday, and it's going to suck. Right. Just like Squidward. You're going to have to, you're <laughs> going to be like Squidward someday. Well, technically, I guess the line is that he mentions manual labor, but then says, my name's Squidward, and I have to work for a living. Like, right, right. Which makes it even more, like, condescending. Which is, I mean, I definitely had that point in my life where I was like, I actually have to do the, a job for... 40 years like or whatever yeah. you know like i don't want to do that obviously and that's why we started this podcast with big hopes of getting rich and famous <laughs> squidward you can take patrick's bags up to his room spongebob you go make the crabby patty oh mr crabs what's the matter afraid of a little manual labor i'm squidward and i have to work for a living <laughs> fine 
Let's go, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always, I, I always thought that uh, I would just. I'm like, I'll just be in a band and travel around and get rich. I mean, right, right. Not it, a big it, deal. I'll, I'll figure will, out. Something will happen for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make a video game. Right, right. Like, I'll write a, I'll, I'll sell a script or something. You know. Yeah. I'll be fine. Like. Um. But yeah, Squidward brings the bags all the way up, puts them down. He's like, "Fuck, Patrick, what did you put in these rocks?" And then it like opens itself up and he's like, oh, there are rocks. What the hell? And, and he, that was funny when we were watching this. That was one of the things that I remembered. I was like, there's rocks in his suitcase, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. What else would he have in it? Right. That's that is Patrick's thing. Rocks. Yeah. He rocks. Um, <laughs> but then I like the line where he's like, why is your suitcase full of rocks? He's like, I don't tell you how to live your life. And fair enough. I mean, Squidward's not in a place to judge. That's true. And he's um, even he's even like nice about it. He he gives him the one rock as a tip for all of his hard work. Right, right. He's like keep up the good work and there'll be more where that came from. It's kind of so the first time I ever like had that kind of joke was in Home Alone Part 2, right? Mm-hmm. Where Rob Schneider is asking for a tip by doing this and he gives yeah. him a stick of gum. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> And I never, I never even really understood that as a kid because I didn't understand the concept of like, oh, you tip people, you know. Um, They always give it a little. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. And then later on, um, he's like, "You want a tip?" And he's like, "No, I don't need a tip because he thinks it's gonna be gum." He's got like a thousand dollars in his hand. He's like, "Oh, no tip? Okay." Yeah. Wait, wait. Like, (laughs) I want a tip. (laughs) And that's pretty much exactly like what happens here with. what happens next, right? Because then SpongeBob brings the like tray up with the Krabby Patty. Uh, it's like a room service tray, right? And then uh, Patrick's like, uh, "Could you do?" Or wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think this uh, yeah oh, SpongeBob leaves, and then it's just uh, Squidward right. and Patrick, and he's like, "Uh, or well, first Patrick tips SpongeBob just for bringing up the food tray." He gives him right. a, a bill of sorts. Yeah. Currency. And Squidward's blown away. And he's like, there's plenty more where that came from. Yeah. Then as Squidward goes to leave, uh, Patrick has another ridiculous request where he doesn't like crusts on a sandwich. Squidward's like, it's a bun. What the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. like I Peel it? <laughs> yeah, peel it. So he peels it like it's an apple or something. Yeah, it's just left with like <clears throat> cut bun. Yeah, and... Hey, okay. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, he eats it. Uh, he's happy he eats to it eat it. He eats it in one, one big bite. He loves it. And um, just then, um, SpongeBob comes back up and he's like, Room service, here's the 50 Krabby Patties you ordered. And um, yeah, and Patrick's like, Could you do one more thing for me? To Squidward, thinking that it's going to be. Peel all of these. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, why don't you ask SpongeBob to do it? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I could do that. And he's like, hey, SpongeBob, uh, you know, could you uh, eat these Krabby Patties with me? Oh, yes, sir. And then they just eat them. It's like, ah, oh, Squidward, you just... It's the same thing as the tip, right? Now right. I don't want your... I don't need your requests. But it's like the good kind this time. Right, and the thing is, too, it... Because we know Patrick's kind of an idiot. It's like, we just assume this is not, this isn't like malicious. It's not like on purpose. It just 
happens was, to be shaking out. He was that gonna way. ask Squidward the same thing. Right. He was gonna ask Squidward to eat the Krabby Patties, but he was like Oh, I'll just ask SpongeBob since yeah. you said to. You it's know. even funnier too because he doesn't care about the crusts at that point. He just shoves them in his mouth. Right, right. He's like, um, I just needed one without the crust. The, these other ones, you know, just to get the metabolism going. Now, <laughs> not right, just filling up. Right, right. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. By the time Squidward gets downstairs, Krabs is on the front desk phone with Patrick. Yes. Um. He's uh yeah, he's like, Hold on, Squidward, Patrick needs your help. And he's like, What? Why didn't he ask me before I came all the way down the stairs? And he's like, He said he didn't want to bother you, but he got over it. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, so funny. So courteous. Like he was he had some some real mental uh you know, exhaustion just trying like, to <sighs> trying to bring up the courage to ask you, but eventually he got through it. Yeah, right. And right. he wants you to unclog the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So they immediately, he immediately blew up the bathroom after yeah. eating all those Krabby Patties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Patrick's probably not used to shitting in water. Or, right. Well, I mean, he lives in water, so I guess he does. But, like, shitting into a toilet. Into a, into a, yeah, a porcelain toilet. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's been a point where you see a toilet made out of sand in. In his house. In his house. I feel like that has to have happened. But anyway, he's like, um, yeah, unclog the toilet. But so he's up there. He's unclogging the toilet with using SpongeBob as the plunger. Well, or, yeah, oh, SpongeBob's in there. OK, yeah. So he shout out SpongeBob. SpongeBob was stuck in the toilet. He or, just shoves him back in. Or right. Wait, like what is going on there? Was SpongeBob in there trying to clear it out? Probably like, not. He probably just they were playing and he got stuck in there oh or something. Right. And. This is when Squidward. So it's not shit. It's just yeah, SpongeBob apparently not. In there. Yeah. Okay. Got Maybe it. it was all like a joke too. Like a like it would be funny. Yeah, we should we should get Squidward to come up and play with us. Like, yeah, but he is pissed and uh, you know basically gives his grievances to Krabs, who's just like he you know he can be as unreasonable as he wants. The plaque, the plaque. Um, and then a phone rings again. Oh, Squidward will be right back up. And then Squidward does go up, and he's there to give Patrick a bubble bath. Yes. And he wants uh, he wants him to get his back, because he's fat and can't reach it. Um, and then that's that's when he reaches his breaking point. Squidward has had enough. Um, so Squidward quits. Uh, he comes down the impl- or the guest elevator. And when Krabs tells him he can't, he's like, well, don't worry. I don't work here. Fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, also, too, right, as he's leaving, he's like, Squidward, wait, the toilet's backed up again. <laughs> uh, like, oh, my God. I yeah. just love this. I love how Patrick just is like, yeah, I, it, it really so is. Needy. It's fu- It's very funny. Like, it's a good way to do all these jokes, to have it be Patrick rather than, like, other customers you know yeah um, because they already have an established there's a rapport r- yeah um and so yeah he's like i need a vacation i'm i'm over oh i'm sorry yeah so squidward walks out he quits. the he walks right. out the spinning revolving door and then immediately comes back in with suitcases hawaiian like lay 
uh, some sunscreen on his nose, sunglasses. Yeah, he and looks he's like slick with the sunnies and everything. Yeah, the nice the hat. bowling hat or bowler. I was gonna say bowler hat, but bowler hat is more like the. It's like ra- it's round, not yeah. Like that. This is like a like a ska type hat. I don't know. This is right. This is like a ska hat, maybe a little bit. I was thinking this is like one of those like, this is what a. A person would like wear when they go to the like the horse race in like nineteen twenty or something. Yeah, like that's true. It is very old. Um, I, there is a name for this type of hat. I don't know what it is though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Mister Krabs is a bit, you know, set back when he sees Squidward. He's like, "What? What yeah, are you he's doing like, here?" He's like, "Yeah, what are you? Yeah, like you can't be here." And he's like, "Oh no, I'm." I'm renting a room. I'm a customer. Like, this is like sl- this is a smart play by Squidward. This yeah. is a good way to get back at him. And he immediately brings up uh, their motto: "What a better place to relax than Krusty Towers, where we shall never deny a guest even the most ridiculous request." Right. It's like I don't have to rent you a room. Well, I've got cash, and he's like, "Oh fuck, no, I do." <laughs> so you know, Patrick didn't have to pay anything up front, and you're to right. like when I. Saw him, see him order a room, you think, like, he can't pay for this. He doesn't have a job or anything. Right. But, you know, apparently that's not an issue to Krabs, because he'll have to pay him one way or another. He'll take yes. him to court. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, also, too, Mr. Krabs isn't going to say no to cash. Mm-hmm. That's like, he knows that. He's but like, Patrick, oh, I got cash. Patrick won't have any that we know of. But he already did pay SpongeBob. Uh, anyways, yeah, Squidward does have cash. He pays early, gets a room. Um, but you know, he wants room service pretty, pretty much right away. He, yeah, he, he tells SpongeBob to carry his bags to his room. Um, Squidward then has Mr. Krabs carry him to the room. Yeah. Like they're being married, like, or just married. Carry me in your arms. And he's like, and why would I do that? And he's like, oh, you, oh, the, the plaque? plaque? Like, <laughs> he, he's like, so, he's like, I would, yeah. It's like, oh, uh. <laughs> right, but for, oh. what Crab should be thinking is, like, this is an additional charge. All of these are additional charges in his head. But he doesn't ever say, like, remember, you're going to pay for this later. Right, right. Because that's, like, kind of the allure of it, is you, it's like, oh, this is perfect. And then you get hit with everything at the you end. You get hit with that bill, right. Um, so yeah, he has to walk him all the way up the stairs because you know the elevator is only for employees. Right, for he's like too guests. bad we couldn't take the elevator, but that just wouldn't be allowed. Yeah, if uh, you're carrying me, you can't go. Up right, there. you're not allowed in there. Um, so they take him up to his room. This um, is what's called giving crabs a taste of his own medicine. Indeed. Right, as you can see when he hands him the money, he is like begrudgingly. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. take that." <laughs> you got me. Oh yeah, SpongeBob oh, yeah. also takes his bags up to the room um, by retracting his legs. Right, and becoming a rocket ship, and he even breaks the ceiling. Yeah, we've seen him do this before, right? Mm-hmm. With the rocket legs, so it is a a SpongeBob thing to be able to do that sometimes on occasion, yeah. right? Um, SpongeBob ready for launch. Right. And, um, so anyway, they take him up to his room. He's like, and I'd like to order room service, a Krabby Patty with cheese, toenail clippings, and nose hair. 
Which was your thing. Yeah. This time. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. And I want it here in five seconds. Yes, right. sir. SpongeBob immediately does it and brings it back. Here you are, sir. Less than two seconds, in right. fact. And he's like, well, you got your stinky sandwich. Now eat it. Yeah, Krabs and, looks happy at this point. He's yeah. like, ha, you're dumb. He's, you made us make that, but now you have to eat it. And right, he's right. like, ah, no, I don't. You do. Yeah, he's like, I'm not eating this. And he's like, you are out of your mind. And then SpongeBob tries to, I love this because the idea being SpongeBob's like, I didn't really make it like that. It's yeah, totally safe to eat. Yeah, nobody like, would want to eat that. I right. just made a regular one. I That's just made a regular thinking. one. It's fine. But what he actually <laughs> says is, it's not actually a Krabby Patty with cheese toenails and nose hair. And he's like, oh, I gotcha. He's okay. like, all right. Okay, Squidward. And this is like, we used to do this at... Uh, I did this to Tom Dirt once in my house. Because no way. The, uh, the gimmick in my house was that we had, I mean, I was 21 at the time, living alone. So we had bottles of vodka of all, all sorts. You know, we'd have Burnett's specifically, two bottles. One of them, unbeknownst to most people, was filled with water completely. So you you give them a shot and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to drink out of the bottle. And you fucking chug it <laughs> and the look on people's face, right? So this was my thing, though. Like, I yes. would do this to people. Yes. Tom knew about it. So, I, you know, I chug it a bunch. And it's like, wow. And, you know, it's like everyone's amazed at me drinking like that. And Tom's right. like, oh, let me see that. I could do it. And I, that's when I switched the bottle. I gave him the real one. And he chugged it. And he goes, that's not water. <laughs> I was like, this is my thing. That's awesome. I love it. You're like, you're like, you're no, no. Yeah. This is, this is my moment. And to most people, that's like, you know, it reinforces my crazy drinking thing. Cause it's like, I, you know, it makes it look like I drank the real thing too. Right, right, right. Even more. Even though he said it's not water. Yeah. Oh, but he, he was like, oh, I get it. It's water. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he knows the gimmick. Oh, Some okay. people could guess it, but he actually had seen it play out before. Oh, okay. Um, and one time at the Super Bowl, uh, my friend and his now wife were there, and then me and Angie, and uh, they were like, oh, let's take shots, you know, we're 23 or whatever, like, yeah, you know, let's do shots again, how crazy. And they took shots, and they were like, oh my god, I like don't even taste it. Are we like alcoholics or something? And me and John look at each other and started cracking up because we knew they just drank water. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, we're so, you know. We're such alkies. <laughs> yeah. Just drinking this like it's water. <laughs> um, That's funny. No, I love that. That's a that's a great uh, thing. Man, and it's funny just thinking about Burnett's. I haven't had Burnett's in years, but I, I drank a lot of Burnett's in my day. It's cheap, cheap Unfortunately, stuff. uh... A person who will not be named on this podcast because I won't put them over, but a bad, bad person who I used to be close friends with. Somebody that you used to know. Yes. Was very into Burnett's. Like, would drink an entire fifth of Burnett's to himself. Had a drink, definitely had a drinking problem. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a sticky situation because he sh- technically should probably be on the sex offender registry, but he's not, and I don't know what to do about that, and apparently some of my friends still hang out with him, and I'm just like, okay, that's, yeah. that's fucking weird. Some people, uh, unless it happens to them, they don't care. 
I kind of got over that. <laughs> I, yeah, I personally, when it comes to, uh, you know, things with minors, that's kind of where I draw the line of like, yeah. okay, yeah, no, that's not a you're thing pray, that you can you're do. You're preying on the, the weak unless, you know, the not as developed, right, fully there people. Yeah, it's a, it's a very bad situation. And I mean, it's funny because, uh, well, I don't know. I can't go into too much detail, but I've heard that he's basically just making up excuses of how it's all been faked. And I know this guy very closely. I can tell that he typed the shit that he typed. Like, yeah, I can tell that it's him mm-hmm. by the way it's worded. And of course, I mean, no one would it's, admit it like that. Well, not then... only that, I know I was talking to people at work about it. They were like, well... It'd be one thing if he was, like, famous. Maybe someone would try to, like, smear him. But it's like, nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody would take the time to do this. Mm -hmm. Like For sure. That's just crazy. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing and sad. And it sucks that I have... Honestly, I, I have a lot of... I've had a lot of friends that turn out to be really bad people. And, I mean, I probably could have seen it seen it coming. And I definitely saw it coming in this case. But... I don't know. I just had really bad. I, I've picked a lot of bad friends. Like, yeah. And I think I give people the benefit of the doubt too often in my past. I think I'm a little Same. bit more, um, you know, aware of this stuff. And like, you know what? This person might not be worth your time. You know, yeah, just for sure. just forget about them. And the more there's two morals to the story. The first one, don't drink Burnett's. Yes. Number two, you can't trust the system. Yes. <laughs> okay, so crabs. Spits it like the burger out, and on his tongue, he has nose hairs and toenails on it. And he's like, "What do you mean, SpongeBob? Like, you said that it was fine." And he's like, "Oh, well, you know, we ran out of cheese, so yeah. so it doesn't actually have cheese. That was the part that I lied about." Right, and we see that he's out of cheese because Patrick's room is covered in cheese. Yeah, by his. Per his request. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> normally like all these like very quick jokes, but I did like that. Just, yay, he's yeah. happy to be in the room. It's like, oh, they brought that back from earlier. And that's why he doesn't have cheese. And it's just like, it, it's like quick, quick, quick. And right. I, I like it in this instance. Right, right. Sometimes, right, you need to let things digest, but these are just simple little quick jokes. And Patrick... And good. This, this feels more reminiscent of like the earlier seasons. Yeah. It's like this pace or i don't know and patrick doing the like this is a hotel like that as we go through that like those those are quick right but it's like good payoff for me is this pizza castle yeah like one of the best (laughs) lines um so yeah cut back down to crabs crabs goes downstairs um yeah um so Let's see. The yes. phone rings right when he gets back down to the front desk, and it's Squidward, of course, doing the same thing that was done to him earlier. Yeah, I mean, there's only two guests that it could be. And right. Patrick seems to not be as needy now that Squidward is also in a room. Yeah, right, magically. Um, but yeah, Squidward wants a dozen cookies just like Mother used to make. So, Mr. Krabs... Uh, a bit they, of Mother's milk? They transition to Mr. Krabs up at the uh, room and he gives him the cookies. Uh, He's like, here's your homemade cookies. And 
He's like, oh, these don't taste anything like mom used to make. He's, he thinks they're gross, you know? Right. Well, how did she make them? I don't know. Why don't you ask my mom? How would I know? Like, yeah. that's like a very... I didn't make them. I feel like that's like a, a very I think you should leave thing. Like, how should I know? Like, right. Their mom's <laughs> at famous all. cookies. Yeah. <laughs> that's coming... I didn't. I didn't know your old grandpa used to be a huge piece of shit. You never told him. <laughs> Two weeks. I know that's exciting. It looks I, funny. I think I'm gonna have a watch party. That would be cool. Wants I, to watch I want to be there. I know Jeff wants to be there. Definitely, I I totally would want that. So uh, this next scene is really funny, right? Because now Krabs has to go to Squidward's mom and get the recipe, right? So the next thing we see is uh, Mrs. Tentacles' mailbox, and then the house, which looks like the Easter Island head, but with like curly curly hair yeah. and like old woman glasses right or I no love that. earrings earrings, the earrings yeah, yeah yeah no it's uh, that's a good like touch we've never seen squidward's mother or her house this is the first time wait yeah i guess we haven't no this, we've never ever i was thinking the mom maybe but no she might have been mentioned before but never mother seen right <laughs> there yeah. was that one where he said that but right so she looks like Squidward. She's got old lady kind of hair, and she's a little bit more wrinkly. Even, like, above her mouth, like, under her nose, above her mouth. Right, that that wrinkly. So, okay, this is a really weird part, because Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob are both wearing, like, ski masks. Like, and they're about to rob her. And he has the gloves that are, like, the same fabric, which right. is kind of weird. like, you won't be able to... Uh, find my claw prints yeah on anything right um, so then it immediately so it cuts to her so she screams and it cuts to them throwing a sack of something presumably her tied up in a sack into the trunk and they can't get the trunk to stay closed yeah he keeps slamming it he's like spongebob spongebob also with his gear on just beats the shit out of this thing with a ham or with a shovel yeah just repeatedly just, just, ah 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 like, like 10 times. Slams it? No, there's no use. And I also then, just love the idea that it's like... I mean, it's obviously not moving, but they're like, oh, we she's gotta... She's dead already. Yeah. Like, beat that bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> beat her body so that, you know... It'll fit, yeah. Yeah, it's like, how does this accomplish the cookies? It right, doesn't, Right, but, uh, this is so silly. But anyway, you see Mrs. Tentacles walk up and you're like, oh, it wasn't her. She's, allow me, boys. Yeah, she is able to slam it shut first try. Uh, that old woman's strength. Great. Now that me laundry's in the trunk, there's room for you to sit up front. <laughs> Let's go make some cookies, boys. Yeah. Um. So they're instead of just having her make them there or give the recipe, she's going to come to the tower, not even see Squidward, but she's going to make the cookies. Just make them in the kitchen and then go home. <laughs> yeah. And the good payoff of this, too, is Squidward's like, oh, this is just like Mother used to make. I just wish Mom was a better cook. Like, like they're, they're disgusting cookies, but you did the request. Right, right. Um, yeah, and um, also, I wanted to say... Um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, there's no explanation for why they're wearing the masks and gloves. Yeah, it's right. It's just never... It's just misdirection. Yeah, it's misdirection, but it's... It's never explained. I yeah. just think it's... You know, obviously, I don't know how they could have done it, but it it could have been a joke of like, oh, they were doing that because of this, you know? Yeah. 
rather than just randomly. But yeah, I mean, they, they do it, have the top down. Maybe they still didn't works. want wind in their face. Yeah, and... it still works. It's just like, kind of like, wait. Because when we were watching it, I was like, wait, what is yeah, going on right now? It's misdirection with like, no explanation, which kind of makes it better in a way, too. In a way, you're right. I agree. Um, so anyway, we're back at the hotel. Right. The, these are just like Mom used to make. Yeah, so, so a lot of these are just... Squidward has more and more requests, so we just try to, like, rifle through them a bit. Um, you know, there's just so much that happens, it's hard to make this go quickly. But he's like, yeah, I got a small problem. The room, it's hideous. I need you to redesign it to Nepu- Neptune the 14th. Should I guess? I'm not sure what that... It's a king, is I would trying, assume. It's, it's like, yeah. King like, Neptune, but there's different, you know. Right, like, do it in this era. Like, this style from this mm. era kind of thing. Right. Um, he's like, why? I'm not doing that. And he's he, like, ah. And he says the, the slogan. He's like, we shall never die again. Even the moment we're going And then so it's. Ooh, good. Yeah, so Neptune the 14th is actually the theme of the room, too, right? There's like a big picture of him. And it looks uh, like the Neptune from the Fry Cook games. Right. Or. Yeah. Not the well, the fry cook games. Not was the fry the, cook games, the but the uh, the yeah, the whatever, the cook off thing. Yeah. Um so not Neptune from the, the movie. movie. Uh what's his name? Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Daddy Horny, Michael. Daddy Horny. Right. Uh um, but he looks at it, he's like, uh no. He's and like, also wrong. they're changing out the bed and the lights and yeah, everything. Everything, right. So these are expensive uh little renovations. This is like a more I don't know, modern maybe? I don't know. The yeah. the carpet has like circles on it. The bed looks very comfortable. There's like a curtain, it's a circular bed. Um we got a rustic uh you know ca- cabin kind of thing going on with the oil lamp. Oil lamp and the uh, you know the animal heads. animal heads and the car- the polar bear carpet, uh, a torture chamber. Yeah, which okay has the, a uh, swinging blade. Uh, the Iron Maiden, I believe that's what that is. The uh, the table that when you crank it, it like stretches you out, pulls you apart. Chains on the wall, cage. I can't imagine Squidward being like, "Hey, could you make it into a sex dungeon?" Yeah. <laughs> also, SpongeBob looks happy the whole time. Yeah. Crabs, not so much. Yeah, they're dressed in uh, painter's gear too, which is fun. Yeah, and they uh, they put it back to the original, and Squidward's like, "This is perfect." And Crabs, of course, this is the what we started with, and he's like. Well, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing like, like going going back to the basics. Like, <laughs> yeah, just being a fuck. Um, it's like, oh wait, one more thing. Yeah, I want to swim. Mister Krabs is trying to be like, we got to get out of here right now before yeah. he asks for more shit. <laughs> it's like I want to swim, and there is a pool apparently. It's out back, but he's like, are you crazy? I'm not gonna go outside to swim. And then, uh, like a fucking pedestrian yeah and then they bring like a giant it looks like a gigantic bowl that you would eat cereal out of but it's full of water yeah and squidward and squidward's in it i mean this has got to be yeah it's like two squidward sizes you know you could go pretty deep in there right it's a yeah it's a big ass bowl for sure um spongebob jumps in even too that's one of his requests like everybody's gonna have fun but you crabsy Right, right. There's a little diving board. SpongeBob does a little flippy. I think, and SpongeBob's got water wings and goggles. I think yeah, he looks really scor- cute with the adorable. goggles on. Yeah. And Krabs is like, "Are you sure you don't need anything?" Uh, 
he says like you don't want me to uh chew your food or you know make you a back scratcher out of my spine or extinguish the sun with the light so the light doesn't get in your eyes he's like nope i'm good spongebob comes up out of the water yeah me too as if like he's one of the guests right and patrick i guess walks into squidward's room wow an indoor pool this place is fancy and he gets up on the diving board does a cannonball and it's good that he's already wearing swim trunks because he's ready to go Ready to go. That's why he wears them. He's always ready. And so I was ready for it to be like all the water comes out of the pool. Yeah. But that's not what happens. The water stays in the pool, but the impact um, and well, also the weight of the pool. Yeah, right. It's right. like a... So first he jumps in and I, like a, I, I like this little moment that they have where it's like the three of them are laughing. Like he comes out of the water. Yeah, they're all like, you don't see the three of them getting along or being happy right. a lot. If not for a second. But then, yeah, we get this cool... It's a pretty actual... actual I like this shot. Yeah, so it's animated really it well. It starts to... Yeah, the, the fish... The fucking cereal bowl that they're in, like, starts to go down into the floor below it. And then you get an exterior shot where each story starts... Like, one by one collapses. And the top, which is the Krusty Krab restaurant stays intact but it's just collapsing down one by one and you get this effect of the water pouring out of the sides yeah it's really well done it's yeah i think it's um that's definitely a a digital like 3d effect that Mm -hmm. water yeah and i i just like there's even do that water particles right um so we cut to the hospital after that of course mr krabs has his arm in a sling his whole body is bandaged up um and he's like the boys are all bandaged up too right right he's like oh that hotel was a bad idea from the start that was a hotel (laughs) yeah so everyone else is also bandaged up um it looks like squidward's got a broken leg patrick has a broken neck and two broken arms yeah uh squidward or I'm sorry, SpongeBob looks pretty much all broken except for one leg, maybe. And Squidward the same, basically just one leg. Yeah, well, four legs out of or three legs out of four are broken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so we're we're just to assume that Krabs ate this cost. Like everything got ruined. Nobody even paid for a room or a burger or any. Well, I guess Squidward gave him a little bit of cash, but definitely not. That's right. For everything he put into it. Yeah, no, it was a big... He lost a lot of money that day. Yeah. So, and then he gets a bill from the nurse. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I like this ending, like what the joke is, right? Where it's like, here's your bill, and it's $15,000. And then uh, Squidward's like, you're not going to have a heart attack, are you? Not at these prices. Like, (laughs) I want to, but I know that it'll just be more expensive. And when we look at the bill... uh, Right? Does it say, like, what it is, or does it just have the... Right, bed, bandages... bandages, medication, room service. Doesn't say what each one is, but the total is 15,000. So this is how we know that this takes place in America somewhere, because the healthcare system's fucked. Yeah, and too expensive for anybody to afford. Um, So, right, uh, you're going to have a heart attack, not at these prices, but then he's like... I should get into this hospital business. This is where the money's at. This is a hospital? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick. He just never knows where he is. 
Pack your bags, boys. We're going to medical school. And SpongeBob and Patrick are happy, but Squidward's like, oh boy. I mean, right. Patrick's not involved in any of the which, work, but he's Which happy. is a weird ending, like we said, because Squidward's not employed at this point. But like you said, it's like, well, he's going to have to work sometime. <laughs> yeah. And Krabs is just, you know, he's having these bad ideas, really, because... You only have three employees at most, and you want these things that take many, many people with many different skills to do. Um, so, it's not going to work out. And as far as I know, from what I've seen, they never open a hotel. Or a fucking hospital. Right. Uh, I don't know. That might that, that probably is an episode where Season they all 12. work at a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, so that does it for... Um, that episode, Krusty Towers, which, like I said, is one that I do recall, um, watching, which that would have been in 2006, eighth grade or ninth grade, depending on when I saw it. I see, I've seemed to remember the, uh, commercials for this one too, but I don't know. That's, you know, I yeah. say that a lot. Yeah, I feel like I'd remember it too. Like Squidward going up to the room too or something. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, this one, probably the best episode of the season so far. I'm trying to think back on what some of the other ones were, but I would definitely put this as one of my favorites. Yeah, some of those earlier ones are all right. Um, Like, yeah, The Lost Mattress, that one isn't bad. Fear Mm -hmm. of a Krabby Patty, like those those are fine. Yeah. This one, though, it felt like, you know, I got a couple legitimate laughs during this one, which doesn't happen much during this season. (laughs) Can confirm he LOL'd. Yeah, legit lols. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to give this one uh, perfect marks, I would say. I don't really have anything that I hate about it. It's very centered on uh, the three of the most main characters of the show and it's just a fun little adventure squidward gets you know some victories in the middle of it and crabs is uh cheapness bites him and obviously yeah like funniness is like you know a subjective thing um but so much of season four like has been not funny to me like the jokes just aren't hitting and they seem less smart and more childish these felt like thought out jokes you know and patrick's recurring like this is this this is that like the more it happens the funnier it gets you know like that's thought about like it's not just oh okay patrick's stupid make him sound stupid you know it's like it's like a funny you know there's a setup and a payoff like i really enjoyed it i would say it's yeah i would say it's the best episode in season four that i have seen thus far yeah, um, nothing bad to say at all, really, about it. Um, it feels like the boys are back in town. The boys are back. Yep, and um, yeah, it was good times. So uh, since we are at our halfway point here, we are also going to talk about the sister episode, as we do. Uh, but we like to take a little ad break here and talk about our Patreon page. Uh, which is at patreon.com slash striped sweater. Super easy to find. 
We don't have a lot to offer on there. It's not something we, we put a lot of time and effort to, but in the future, I think it would be cool to have some exclusive Patreon content to give you guys some more incentive. Um, fans of the show, please write us. You know where to find us. And of course, we'll do our plugs at the end. If you have any suggestions, ideas, things you'd like to hear us cover, just let us know, of course. But um, yeah, or if there's any kind of thing where you think, hey, you know, if they offered this kind of service, I would definitely be more considering uh, signing up for their Patreon. Because, right, if you're not familiar with Patreon, that involves giving us money and we're not, doing this. And we're not doing it just for money, you know, we're trying to give people something that actually seems worthwhile to them if you're going to listen and uh and have different rewards right we know we have an audience out there there is a you know a, a small group of people who seem to tune in weekly we're we're talking to you because we'd like you guys to be uh patrons if possible and we'd like to give you something that you you want so let us know but either way patreon.com slash stripe sweater we got a couple tiers available right now the $1 tier is just base level support, just saying thank you. You don't really get a reward, but you you do get the title of Honorary Town Rookie, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And for $3 a month, you could have the, the prestigious title of Goofy Goober, where you get access, not that it's super active, but you do get access to an exclusive channel on our Discord, and you get a personal shout out on every episode. Just our way of saying thanks for the support. And today we've got two Goofy Goobers to shout out. And they are... They've been with us for a long time, too. We really appreciate them more than anybody else in the entire world. Our ride or, di- our ride or dies. Correct. The first one is Old Lady with a Ham Sandwich, Jordan Lang. And of course, the second one is Kid with a Ball. Jacob Borth. Nice boy. (laughs) Thank you, boys, for continuing to support us. And we really appreciate you guys doing that and hope that everyone listening is considering doing the same and jumping on that wagon uh, just so, you know, we can give you guys shout outs and give you silly little nicknames. I do think it'd be cool to do even... I know a lot of podcasts do where... They have a, a like a, basically a whole another podcast that's behind the Patreon wall, and I know that that would be asking a lot for us right now. But I don't think it's crazy to think we could do one podcast a month, maybe uh, for patrons only. But since we only have two two of them right now, yeah, we don't want to. Not really a big uh, demand for that. Yeah. Plus, part of the fun of it is, you know talking about the episodes with other people especially on discord uh jake and jordan are both you know uh pretty frequent on there and they talk with some of the other fans from around the globe uh so you know if they had just their own private episodes it kind of takes out some of that fun yeah at this point right right i i'm saying like if we were to get let's say if we had like 50 patrons it'd be like oh we should do something that's only for them you know at that yeah. point and but, we did get a confirmation that jacob would buy a snapback if we made them we should buy we should make snapbacks yeah i've looked at how much we've gotten and you know just a few dollars a month doesn't add up Right. Even after a couple of years, but it's getting somewhere where we could, you know, hats could definitely be doable. 
yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't mind throwing money into that, you know, my own money either. Because yeah. that's a cool thing. And that's a way for people to see it. Like, if I were to wear it to work or whatever, right. you know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind you throwing money into it. <laughs> so, yeah, without, uh, w- you know, without a doubt, uh, feel free to check out our Patreon. Once again, patreon.com slash striped sweater. We thank you all so much for listening. And... Let's get back to the sponge. That's right. The next episode is... Mrs. Puff, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking ridiculous. Um, So yeah, uh, storyboard directors on this episode are Casey Alexander and Chris Mitchell... Written by them, too, along with Tim Hill. Um, technical director was Vincent Waller. Animation director, Tom Yasumi. And supervising producer. A tip, top, a tibby, a tibby, did a tip, tip, top, a tip, tip, to tibbit. Mr. Paul Tibbet. Yes, ribbit, ribbit. Tibbity, tibbity, tibbit, dirt, dirt. So this episode opens up at Mrs. Puff's boating school. And there's a character a brand new character uh is the first one we see mr gunther Fitz. he's a peculiar fella with uh the voice actor that we know and love olmec the temple god and all the other background characters dbb uh, himself d bradley baker and um yeah this uh i feel like i've never seen them do a fish that looks quite like like yeah, the he, shape of the head and and the eyes and the mustache and everything. His mustache is one continuous curvy like, like jagged a, line. A scribble, yeah. Or like a heart monitor. Yeah. Um and he's not like a real happy looking guy either. And yeah, he's, got he's some, Mrs. Puff's boss. And he's got like some I don't know, like a chip tooth or something. Like some some added character there. Um, or well, I guess he's not her boss. He, she runs her own school, and he's part of the accreditation for the school. Okay. Or for boating teachers in general right. across so, the city. So, like, you got to be certified to have a boating school. She needs to renew her certification, and he noticed that there's an unusually large amount of failings uh, from this classroom. Yeah, and she's, she's like, what? There's only one guy. Who- fails who's ever failed yeah everyone passes except for this one guy right because eventually people pass right i mean that's how driving school is even if you don't you normally get the second time right right goes yes but that same person has failed one million two hundred fifty eight thousand and fifty six times and shows her the basically his file that has a bunch of failures from spongebob and uh he like flips through them and it makes like uh like a flip book out of it, out of all the F's and pictures that he's taken. Right, of him right. laughing. It's like him laughing, right. And you can actually hear him laugh. Um, yeah, and also, right, like a million tests? Like a million, two hundred thousand? He'd have to take multiple a day, for sure. Like, like dozens of them a day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it would or, be crazy. Or, like you said... He's immortal. Yeah, everyone. And now they all are. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe the day. Maybe the days are like different underwater. I don't know. Uh-oh. Um, but Could be. that's still a lot of times. I that's, mean, that's what. An, 
It's, what do we do that many times? I don't think a human being's not even alive for a million days, right? Right. I was just going like, to say that. So, I mean, let's say 29 years we've lived at least times 365. That's 10,000 days. Right. That's Which nothing. is crazy because there's a song called 10,000 Days by uh, Tool, oh. where I believe that was how long Maynard's mom was fighting cancer. Oh, And it was wow. like 10,000 days of hell, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like pain and suffering. Yeah. 10,000 days. So like, that's, that's a really long time though. That's like 30, that's like 30 yeah. years. Damn. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just under 29. We just saw. Right. 28 years. I mean, approaching. That's our years. whole lives. Like. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's bonkers. Um, but yeah, so she's like, oh no, 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 you don't get it. Like this He's is a piece of shit. This is SpongeBob <laughs> we're talking about. Like this is a special case. And he's like, uh, yeah, okay, you're incompetent. <laughs> like, yeah, clearly it's you, even though you've passed everyone else. It's right, gotta right. be you. You just can't, you're not trying hard enough with this guy. Yeah. And, um, just then SpongeBob arrives. Yes. Yep. He like, Gids in on his feet, like he was on just his running. heels. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he like he's like ma- driving a f- fake steering wheel, like grabbing one and honking a fake horn. Yeah, are you ready for my driving test today, Mrs. Puff? And Mister Fitz is like, okay, if SpongeBob fails, you're gonna be replaced. Yeah, they're like in the car at like, this point. It's literally like that's what it comes down to. It's mm-hmm. a pass or fail situation. Yeah, he's like, just just so you know, you, like this is a big deal, right? Um, so Mrs. Puff still tries to help during the test. Like, let's show him everything I've taught you, right? So, what's the first thing that we do? He Seat first belt a Rooney. First, he can't think of it. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, seatbelt a Rooney. One second, he goes to put it on and just ends up fighting with it, gets all tangled in it, and then just. It like sl- yeah, he, he like just squeezes himself out. Yeah, to be like cut through it, like as we've the, seen uh, before, like the jump rope situation. Yeah, like sh- exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, so then he starts the car. Yeah, no- what's the next thing we do? Start the car. No keys. It. Push to start. Um, and then he asks her, "What do I do now?" She's like, "You drive." Yeah, yeah, drive the boat, and he just. Like floors it, and apparently it was supposed to reverse. Yeah, because there's no road. Yeah, there's just a boat parked and no road beyond that. Uh So he just rear ends this other boat mobile, and um, Mrs. Puff, of course, inflates as she does every time there's any kind of bump, any kind of trauma, and um, but yeah, he's like, did I pass? Yeah, he's still like just unaware of everything going on. She's like, nope, you failed. And he's like, I, I failed. But Mr. Fitz is like, it's not you that's failed, SpongeBob. It's Mrs. Puff that's failed you. And he's like, you're relieved of your teaching duties. But right. the you know, remember the one time when she's in jail? She's like, no more SpongeBob. She's like excited. Yeah, she's like, wait, uh, I when- don't have to teach SpongeBob? Right. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> she was court-ordered for a while. Right, right. Free driving lessons, we think. Or it right. was to the judge, we don't really right, know. Right, right. So, yeah, uh, she kind of realizes that that's a good thing, that she doesn't have to teach SpongeBob anymore. Um, so SpongeBob is in the classroom. Well, yeah, she also, like, 
puffs away. It reminds me of like Jigglypuff from Pokemon Snap, the original, where you like hit her and then she like gets smaller but is like flying away. Yeah. Because then they come back and sing at the end. Right. So she literally just like lets all her air out and like flies home. Right. Right. Um. So even though that her cat was stuck in the tree that one time, there's nothing she could do. Um, yeah, I like this. I didn't notice this the first time we watched it, but you can see the new sign. They crossed off Mrs. Puffs, and there, there's like a fresh digital uh, paint effect. Drip? Yeah, with a paint drip on it. Right, like it was like literally they just it. done one mm-hmm. second ago. Um, so yeah, um, SpongeBob's at the table. He's like, it's funny. I noticed this in both the episodes. I know this is how background drawings go a lot. But they yeah. have this weird, like, it's like a piece of construction paper with a drawing on it. Yeah, it's they like, used to do this a lot in Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I've talked about this, too, in the background. It's like, there's, you know, that's the line art of a book, but it's not the shading in or the colors. It's just one solid color behind it. It's And it extends it, beyond right, it. Right, it's not like... And the apple, too. Why does the apple look like that? It looks like they're cardboard, like stand-ins for real things it is pretty interesting maybe that's just the way tom yasumi likes to do it i don't know but um we meet our new teacher who is sergeant sam roderick yeah you see that he's walking and like you can feel him walking he's intense he's a beast his first words are hello worthless students right and he um, smashes Mrs. Puff's name tag. And he does kind of have the Liam Neeson voice, like you said. Right. It's not Liam Neeson, but it's that type of accent. What is It's Irish? not a... Uh, is he Irish? I, Irish I is knew. Is he Scottish? No, he's not Irish Scottish. Irish I knew. Yeah, Irish I knew. Um, but yeah, he's, he's intense. Uh, and it's a guy who isn't super famous, or at least I didn't know him by the name. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the uh, voice actor. But, um, yeah, I'm your new instructor. No one's ever failed my class. It's like that sort of kind of voice, you know? Yeah, we'll, and he... will probably play a little bit yeah. at some point. Hello, worthless students. I'm your new instructor. No one's ever failed my class that's lived through it. I can assure you these next four weeks will be the worst years of your miserable lives. Your spines will break, your teeth will ache, your eyes will be bloodshot. You will drive out of this school in style, or you will be carted out in your granny's handbasket. Everyone will follow the rules of the class. Yeah, your spine will break, your teeth will ache, your eyes will be bloodshot. You will drive out of this school in style. Yeah, or you'll be carted out in your granny's handbasket. Very intense guy, you know. Um, yeah, he's he's a drill sergeant, right? For sure, right? And he's like first, and everyone will follow the rules. First rule: no talking. And, and then, it is Nat. You're right. At least the first one's Nat, right? So I think that he appears twice. But uh, we'll we'll see as we go through it again. So the first thing he says is no talking. And Nat is like, does that mean? But then he, he gets thrown through the door. Not the main door, but there's like a side door right, that they put in a, just for this joke. Right. There's a door that's open and then this other door next to it. That's the door he gets yeah, thrown through. Never been there, but it is now. And uh, second rule, no eating in my class. 
And then, just to be a douche, he's like, would anyone care for a bonbon? And he, he has, like, a whole... It's almost like an egg carton thing, you know, where you would have a bunch of yeah. chocolates. I thought of it as, like, a box of donuts or something, you know? Yeah, but like they're, they're, like, egg-shaped. Yeah, it's it's a bakery... A bakery box. It's like those, uh... Ferrero Rochero, whatever. Ferrero Rocher or whatever. Yeah, but that's definitely Nat, right? So he throws him out. Yeah. Number two, the bonbons. I don't remember. Oh, Monroe. Wait. It says it's Monroe, but Monroe's that... a child. So right. these are all the three of those are children from the Krabby Land episode. Right, right. Why are they Isn't in boating this school? Monroe, though. Uh, no. He's the little orange what? one. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking he didn't look like that. Oh, I guess he, he wears a hat oh, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Monroe. Yeah. So it is. And you can tell he is little. He's not meant to be a big, yeah. like an adult fish. Like he, they've shown students him. before. Yeah. So the driving age must be pretty low. And also he doesn't know any better. He like slurps right. up this bonbon and he's with like, his, yeah, with his pick, tongue. pick your favorite. How's it taste? It's a delightful taste sensation. Right. No eating in my classroom. Throws him through a door, but it's next to the open door and the one that already has someone thrown through it. So now there's an extra door. There's three doors. <laughs> yeah, just just for the joke. Big three doors down fan, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the kids leave. Also, I don't think we said this, but uh, Roderick is a shark. Yeah, he has uh, very sharp teeth and he has piercing yellow irises yes yeah he looks like he would fucking kill you um yeah but he's also like out of his prime and a little lumpy yeah definitely he's an older guy you can tell his nose is like big and wrinkly yeah he's Um, got that barrel chest he's obviously right he's like retired from the military and now he teaches driving and skips leg day yeah i would like to know more about like the military of yeah. undersea. Who like, are their enemies? Yeah, like, right. Like, what is going on here? Right. I'm kind of interested. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, so everybody Everyone leaves. leaves and um, he's like... Looks like you're the man now, dog. Yeah, you're... you're <laughs> looks like you're the man now, sponge. And he's I like, am. I am. He's oh, like kind of excited, yeah. Yeah. He's you like, remember you're the man now, dog? I do. Holy fucking shit, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if that was good or not. I assume it was not, but we could do more singing. I just, that's the that's what I think of yeah. when I think of that. I know there was other ones. That was that's a big like one, the for sure. one that I remember. I think of Bill Cosby, but still. I don't remember that one. There was a lot of them. But, uh, yeah, so he... Uh, Roderick is, uh, they're outside now. And he's like, do you want to learn to drive or what? And SpongeBob's like, yeah, let's do it. And he jumps in the boat and he's like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Get the fuck out of Well, car, I'm ready for bitch. my, he's like, I'm ready for my test. It's like, if you're going to learn, you don't start with a test. Right. You got to learn first. He's like, you're not ready to drive yet until you learn that first. And he, we see. He palms him like a basketball, like on the top of his head. Like yeah. that's how he carries SpongeBob. So, yeah, he's like, you're going to do this first. Um, Apparently, he, he's modified. Like, I don't think this was here the whole time. He's like, look, we have the most grueling, awful, 
course that you'll ever see. And a lot of this stuff he doesn't actually go through in the... Right. There's like... Flaming hoops and yeah, loopsy loops. Loopsy loops. There is that uh, toxic waste pit, which we do see. Yeah. Um, Spikes. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's like a crazy, the idea being it's like this crazy, like military obstacle course that you have to be like peak condition to get through. Yeah. And if you can get through this, you can definitely drive. Right. There's the brick wall. Brick wall waterfall. Stairs that go down into yeah, a sand stairs. pit. How are you a, supposed to drive over that? A road that has stairs. Imagine. Um, but of course, you know, before you learn to drive and walk, you must first learn to crawl. You got to crawl, bro. Um, so he makes him crawl through the entire uh, track, learning every little bit about it. I love the way SpongeBob crawls, too. It's like he's like a little like insect like, or something, like a yeah. beetle. <laughs> Just like scurrying. Oh man! We right. Talk about so that. he uh, he's like crawling through it. Um, he's doing pretty good. He's like left turn, crack, bump, nickel. Hey, a nickel. And then you know he like, gets sidetracked, but then he doesn't see the pebble. Right. And it gets stuck in his hand. Ah! And he's getting out of control. Right. His feet don't stop moving despite him like gr- grasping his hand in pain. Yeah. So he's like not watching what's going on, and ah. he starts rolling. He then lands on his, like, a sitting position, sitting down on his butt. And his butt cheeks are so voluptuous that they start a, the the friction on the road starts a fire. They don't even look voluptuous, though. They look like pancakes, you know? They don't look, like, thick. They look bulbous, but they look so flat because of uh, the angle. Right. I think it's just the angle. They're meant to be, like, juicy cheeks, though. Right. I think that they could have made them juicier if they would have just had them end higher up on his pants. They could have made them taller, yeah. Yeah. But also they're being dragged. Right. So they're they're flatter due to the friction. They thought about it. Sure. <laughs> um so yeah, he like has a flame trail, he goes up one of the the like big arcs or arches and he just flies upward, screaming the whole time still, holding his hand. And then as he, he, that, he jumps out of, remember that he goes up so high that he ends up out of water and they use the classic bikini atoll with, uh, a real life sponge just coming up and back in the water. And now he's on his way back down, but Roderick is there to catch him before he hits the ground catches him by the arm, but he's still screaming. He doesn't realize he's caught at first. Right. And, um, then Roderick is like. I'm ashamed of you, cadet. He pulls the pebble out of his hand. Which is detached now. Right, he rips his arm off. Well, Spongebob just falls as he's holding his arm. And he's like, what are you supposed to be learning? And he's like, how to drive? Affirmative. He also smashes the pebble with his bare hands. Right, yeah, just crushes it. Yeah. Um, You must learn to crawl before you can learn to drive. And he's like, you learn to walk and then you learn to run. But before you learn to walk, you got to learn to crawl. Yeah. And he uh, he's like point first. He like his hand is open. It's like the boy, like as he's using SpongeBob's own hand to point at him. Then he actually SpongeBob's hand is pointing. And then the last time he does it, it's a fist. And then uh, then he it looks like he's going to snap his arm in half. But really, he's just bending it at the elbow. Um, And then he gives it back to SpongeBob. And it's. Because he bent it, it's in a perfect salute. Right. Saluting the sergeant. 
as he puts um, it back on. So he's like, sir, yes, sir. Um, yeah, so now, I mean, he's going to go through the whole thing uh, crawling. And you can see him. He's really learning. Um, then the instructor rips his shoes and socks off. Like, the top of his socks are still there, but he has bare feet. He's walking through it with bare feet with the guy on his back. Very, like, uh, Yoda-esque. Yeah, Yoda-esque, for sure. Um, and then he's running up along the arch. He stops at the stop sign, runs into the toxic waste pit, comes back out, and he... He's just a skeleton. Just a skeleton, but he still looks determined. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Good little training montage. And, um... He's like, every boater needs to know his vehicle inside and out. And this is like another military thing of like taking your gun apart and putting it back together. Right. Yeah. And he's like, here, take the boat apart. And SpongeBob does does. it quickly. Stop doing this. Yeah. With ease, he does. Um, Like basically he gives him a screwdriver and then next thing you know, it's all into pieces. And he's like, okay, great. But now you got to put it together. He's like, oh, well, that's easy. Are you sure? Yeah, you just put the jigamahoo on the doohickey and, uh, you know, I might need a couple minutes. Yeah. um, So Roderick Strong over here takes a quick little nappy as SpongeBob's putting it together. Right, right. So. Yeah, he wakes him up. He's like, it's ready, Sarge. And he wakes up to see SpongeBob's finished boat that he put back together. Jumping jellyfish. Right. And it's a rocket ship, and it takes off. That's uh, the common theme between the two, the rocket ship. What was the rocket ship in the last one? SpongeBob was a rocket ship. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I guess guess that works. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of commonality in them. I didn't notice anything else, right, other than... um, Old people damaging old people. Um, I like to hurt old people. <laughs> I'm a fucking snake. Um, Harry Potter. <laughs> um, yeah. If anybody understood that, that, then we're probably friends. Yeah, yeah. If you just got that reference, that's legit. Um, it's not a Harry Potter reference. Either. Not Yeah, we're not talking about Harry Potter. It's not even really a wrestling reference. It's kind of a YouTube reference right, in a way. Right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, now he's like running through the course, uh, with this like helmet on that's got mirrors, right? Yeah. It has a side, at least I think two side mirrors in a rear view or one, Just one side, side in and a one re- rear view. Yeah. yeah. But so, he, uh, quickly he's gets doing out of good control. at first though. He's like, check mirrors, uh, acknowledge speed limit, but then he hits the child who was in the class. It was the same kid from the class, too. Right, right. That's the four biscuits, then I ate one kid. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he crashes into that, which throws him off, and then he crashes into the old lady, and then he's, like, spinning out. On his feet, On of his course. feet, and it's, of course, leaving tire tracks, because they are black shoes, after all. Yeah, but, he brutally destroys the cardboard ooh. cutout of the police officer, yeah. and then just some lady. And some lady, and obviously the the police officer that you were supposed to hit that. Yeah, that's part of the. That's test. one that you're supposed to hit, but the rest of them you're not supposed to hit. Yeah, 
not the old lady this, and the child. This is we've established this is America, so it makes sense. Yes, indeed. Um, so he skids into Roderick, and his mirror, his mirrors are both broken. Um, Rod Roderick is like, well, he's like, so how'd I do? <laughs> how'd you do? Why don't you ask the shattered remains of this pedestrian how you did? Yeah, and he's like, um. No, I know this forwards yeah, backwards. That's oh, like, now I know this forwards backwards and sideways. Am I ready to get behind the wheel? Right. So he like basically shows them the remains and then it does like a cut right to uh, him. Like you're assuming he's ran it multiple times. He's much more. Right. He looks confident, confident now. Yeah. Right. Um, he's like, I know this every direction. Now do we drive kind of? He's like, nope, we're going to do it blindfolded. Yeah. Um. So they put the blindfold on and off SpongeBob goes and yeah. immediately crashes. Yeah. So se- several days later. Seems like a while since we've had one of those. Yeah, I know. It feels cars. like forever. Um, so yeah, now he's counting 1,003, 1,004, 1,005. Stop. Oh, pebble number 143. So he's like got it memorized down to the step, you know? Yeah. And it, well, it's not even like the step. It's just like his pace. Like I don't, cause I I don't know when I was watching I didn't think it lined up perfectly with this stuff. I guess that's yeah. I guess either way he's counting yeah. to know where he is, and he's doing a good job. He does understand it. You can tell. Um, he's like Pebble one forty three. Uh, you know, old right. lady with a ham Jumps sandwich. One thousand nine, one thousand ten, and then when he gets to he's like one thousand twelve. One uh, he like thirteen. He like doesn't know because he's like. I'm, oh, I finished. A ham sandwich? The lady had a ham sandwich. Where does the ham come from? Sea pigs. Sea pigs? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, um, he does mean. it. And he's like, and Roderick is like, all right, you're ready to get behind the wheel. And he's like, And he really? leaves the blindfold on him. Right, but SpongeBob, we get another throwback SpongeBob thing where I feel like we haven't heard this in a while. I'm ready. I'm ready. And um, that's like after, before they get in the boat, right? He's like running in circles and he runs into the pole. Right, right. 1,003, this is very uh, Ricky Bobby-esque of him. Well, e- same time? Let me pull it up. Oh, yeah. No, Ricky Bobby came out in 2006. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So it would have uh, been relevant at this very time. 2006 of August. So technically this came out before. Yes. But, they, but it was already made by then. They were both made around the same that's time. That's crazy. It's probably a coincidence, yeah, I, I, if for I sure. had to guess. Because there's not a blatant, like, we're doing Ricky Bobby. You yeah, know, like. he's not like, if you're not first, you're last. Right, you right. Know? But SpongeBob, with the blindfold, he's still able to drive the same. Um, watch out for uh, the pedestrians and everything. He's like, left turn at Pebble 143. Kid with a ball. Nice boy. <laughs> he, like, remarks, 
Like, oh, what a nice boy. Yeah. Which is what I did about Jacob in the Patreon plug. He is a nice boy. Um, nice driving. Now, parallel park up ahead. And he does some, like, crazy parallel park thing where right. he's, like, he like, skids into it. He does a complete three or 180 and then just moves sideways. Right, right. Somehow the, the momentum stops and then just goes sideways. Yeah. So, yeah, ridiculous. But, but only with his blindfold. Point, the whole point being, like... Yeah, wow, he's really good at driving. You see that shit that he did? Like, that's not even physically possible. But they've never <laughs> even tried to drive without the blindfold yet. Right, and that's that's where uh, Sergeant Roderick fails, because we've got Mr. Fitz back now. Um, yeah, they're going to do a real driving test again. Right, and where are we at? Yeah, he's like, uh, show him what you learned. Okay, step one, seatbelts. Puts it on, no problem this time. Excellent work, cadet. He even refers to him as cadet. He's like, step two would be ignite engine. Step three, he's like, engage blindfold. He's like, what? No, you can't drive with a blindfold. That's illegal. He's like, but I can't do it without a blindfold. That face when he looks at it, too. Good face. Um, it's like a ooh blindfold. Yeah, like uh, he's all excited. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like shrinks into himself. Yeah, a little. yeah, yeah. He's like, no, you can't do that, bro. Um, so he's anyway, like, but I need it to drive. And he's like, drive, drive, just drive, boy, drive. And it's clear that it's not like that. SpongeBob doesn't learn this stuff, but the pressure of driving just a boat as is gets to him. So screaming at him definitely makes it worse. Right, because he's like he, he floors it. Floors it. Right into the giant he gas can that they have. the conveniently placed giant gas can. Explodes the entire boating school, but they're like launched out to go through and the city. And they're still going right. It's like all he has to do is hit the brake and nobody says that well, until later. Yeah. But they go into a house, like up and down, shoot into another house. They go down into the like the pipes. water pipes and out. Shoot out of the hydrant. fire hydrant, like way high up in the air. Into another building where Nat. it's Nat. He's back. And he's making a cake. A three, three, three layered. Tiered cake. Yeah, three tiered. He's like a... And then it's just gone when he goes to put sprinkles on. Right. And he's like, what? They he didn't all- even notice the like momentum of a speeding vehicle. Yeah. These, are, these shots are always funny in cartoons. Like now it's, ah, Mrs. Puff relaxing. She's uh, painting. She's like, I feel so serene now that I'm away from that homicidal maniac SpongeBob. And she's just like painting the environment in front of her and the trees and, or not right. trees, but the There's grass the and the sun. And the grass and the sky. But then she's like, oh, and she like starts drawing real quick as you can see something is cutting through the grass. Right, right. And, and then it- you look at the drawing after it hits her and like the painting was of the three of them in the boat about to crash into her. She right. did it all so she fast. Did, she just quickly scribbled it up because she was like... It's like, I got to keep up. Yeah, right, right. Like, <laughs> I got to keep up with this scene. Not yeah, not like, thinking. I got to get out of, the, right. out of here. It's like, I got to draw this. It's happening. Not even aware, really, that it's like them. Because if it was, she would be like, have a line like, oh, boy, Have mercy. Right, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um. So now Mrs. Puff is in the boatmobile as well, and we get one of those cool like 3D uh, forward movement shots. Yeah, and um, we and see he's the like, "Town coming up." Yeah, but Roderick's like, 
the brake, son. And he's like, aye, aye, sir. SpongeBob goes down, puts apart the brake, and then hands it to him. Literally slips his entire body out of the seatbelt and then back in. Yeah. Ta- yeah, he took the brake pedal off. All I had to, to do was. to him. All I had to do was unscrew two of the bolts. And he's like, freaking out now, the driving instructor. I'm going to stop this thing. Tell my wife. I love her. It's like he's going to jump in front of it and kill himself to stop it. Right. Yeah. He like, climbs to the front of it, jumps, and here it is. Come get some. It just right. smacks him right just out of the smack. way. Just, yeah. And that's the last we see of him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's dead. Yep. He was pretty old at this point, too. Like, he's got to be dead. So now he's going through the town from afar breaking all of the uh the buildings every building is like crumbling down he's like it's oh like, hey patrick no i can't really stop to talk right now yeah um in the middle of it and right whose house was patrick at or what right. was patrick doing because it wasn't i his guess we've known patrick to hang out in the city from time to time yeah he's just getting his rocks off just hanging out as a giant pile of bubble gum yeah or eating an ice cream on top of a brick wall yeah um <laughs> Um, then, uh, now SpongeBob's driving, it's cut back to him and, uh, he's like, I can't see, I can't see because Patrick's pants are on top of his eyes. Patrick's like my pants and SpongeBob goes, Hey, I can't see. And it's like, you could think of it as like, Ooh, Patrick's pants. Oh yeah. I can't see, but it's more of like, Oh my God. I needed the blindfold on. I don't, oh man, I, I wouldn't even have thought of it like that. I, I thought of that for a while when I was younger. Oh my god, you were um, a freak. But now that he can't see, it's like you see the kid with the ball and he uh, misses him. It's like not in the same spot as the other course, but now he's able to dodge the pedestrians. Yes. Um, so he dodges the kid with right. the ball by like turning the boat completely on its side. Right. You just can sense all this shit. And then you see the old lady. Like, right. And perfect he time. does have a little bit of like a warning because Mrs. Puff screams as he's about to kill these people. Right. And then somehow he just hurdles the old lady, like just yeah. jumps right over her, which this is weird. This reminded me. It like inches up like a caterpillar. Yeah. Right. It. Right. It like angles and it yeah. angles up and then angles or down. an inchworm, I guess. Right. Weird. Right. Like a, like a, yeah. Right. Where the head goes, the body follows. Yeah. Um, I wanted Wrestling. to say, though, this reminded me that it reminded me of this arcade game I played as a kid. It was a speed racer arcade game and you were driving mm. and you could jump over like pits and stuff. There was like a button so you could jump. I don't know. It's like a weird That's memory cool. I don't that even just recall. popped up into my head. I don't have a lot of memories of playing arcade games, but for some reason I remember that. And also I was talking to someone at work about speed racer recently because like in actuality, that's probably the first anime I ever saw. Because Speed Racer is an anime. Yeah. And the whole thing was, they didn't understand how to dub yet. So they would just... Keep the mouth the same. They would they would have them say every... Like, every time their mouth would move, they would say a word. So they would. that's why they would Ha-ha. talk so fast. So fast. Ha-ha. Right. Like... Yeah. Where it didn't really make sense to do that. And that's why it's so unique the way they talk in that. Yeah. Because um, they thought racing the mouth for speed is to... what I must do. Yeah. That's like uh, fairly odd parents making fun of it. Yeah. My, I mean, my first anime was probably Dragon Ball. You never saw. 
Speed I did Racer see Speed as Racer, a kid. but I remember seeing I Speed Racer as like a little kid. I never made a point to watch it. I'm just saying that's the first time I ever saw a Japanese cartoon. Yeah. Probably. I don't know what I saw first because I do remember Sailor Moon from when I was really True. young too. But yeah. I feel like Speed Racer was on something else. It wasn't on Cartoon Network, I don't think. And I feel like I saw it as like a little, little kid. It was eventually, I know. And I'm pretty sure like Speed Racer was on when our parents were kids. Yeah. So like they knew about it. They were like, oh, it's Speed Racer, you know? Like, yeah. But um, yeah, SpongeBob Parallel Parks perfectly with the Patrick's pants over him. Right. And uh, he's uh, like, well, uh, did I pass? Mrs. Puff, of course, puffs up even though they don't get hit. She's just all the anxiety yeah, the, gets to her. The nerves. Yeah, and uh, she's like, well, if there was a destroy the city part of the test, you would have. And then Patrick right. takes his pants. The nerve of some people. Right. Um, he followed them all the way. Right, right. Like, that's a long way. He just kept chasing them. In his underwear. Right. Um so yeah, sorry SpongeBob, you failed again. Even our finest instructor could not teach you. Mrs. Sp- Puff, you're hired again. Just and that simple. She looks so sad and then beaten. And then uh you know, now he comes back to the school and uh he's like, "Sorry, I'm unteachable." And she's like, "It's okay. I got a new certificate." <laughs> but she definitely looks depressed. Yeah, disheveled. Um Right. It's just a funny thing. That's like a funny line to me. Sorry, I'm unteachable. Like, yeah. I, but nothing for... I can really do about it. Yeah. I, I, it's just the way I am. Yeah. Uh, She's like, well, your dossier was destroyed in the explosion. So it's like, you'd never have failed. She like, can't even say it without like sounding so sad. So he's like, I got you a welcome back gift mrs puff and it's her nameplate that sits on the desk which was crushed earlier by roderick i don't yeah. know if we had mentioned that. i mentioned it so um yeah he glued them back together as we've known him to do with art and he's like i promise it won't take me a million tries this time he puts it down and then she like puts her head on the desk and starts crying to herself and then the name tag falls over and uh just crumbles yeah into shatters dust. And a metaphor it. for her soul. Yeah, her sanity and everything. Just crushed. <clears throat> yeah. By this boy. And no, the, it's the symbol of her pussy after a date with Mrs. Der Krabs. Oh, just absolutely just crushed. crushed. He's like, oh man, I was just talking about the... You, you've seen the... Um, have you seen the PC principal like seasons of South Park? Mm-hmm. So there's that. They have like the fraternity, right? Yeah. And he's like... I need, he's like, I would like to go upstairs and crush your pussy. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. And he's like, no, I need like consent, express yeah. verbal consent. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, I love how chill he is. Yeah. Like I'm going to need a verbal consent <laughs> so I can go upstairs and crush your pussy. Yeah. Like just like, it's like a totally normal way to talk. <laughs> like, yeah. The PC frat. Like boys. it's like a nice way to like ask a girl to have sex. Like, yeah. Could I could, could would you come upstairs with me so I could crush your pussy? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Um but yeah, that's the end of the episode. I mean, as far as driving episodes go, it's pretty good. I think there were some some nice visual gags, a couple funny jokes. All in all, not 
the greatest. But, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Mi- the Mrs. Puff was not as good as Krusty Towers, but it still like it felt better to me somehow. Yeah, and as a two part, you know, it left us feeling pretty happy. Maybe I was just riding that high from uh, the first episode. I don't yeah. know. A, li- a little bit, maybe. But um, it was still good. It was definitely not as good, not as memorable. I guess you do have at least that drill sergeant. Like, I do remember him. And I remember certain things like the cru- I remembered the end with the crushed thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good time. It was. I'd give it like a seven. I think that's a fair judgment. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't glaringly bad like some of the other bits of other episodes. Yes, um, yeah, it, uh, and it was funny. It it had its points where it was pretty funny, and yeah. I, I just I don't know. I, I I guess I do. I tend to like the driving school episodes. Like those those tend to be pretty fun to me because it's a different SpongeBob's. SpongeBob's like the idiot, not Patrick. You know, yeah. it's like a different kind of. It's like when SpongeBob's at boating school, now he's Patrick. Yeah, kind he's of thing. the worst. Like, and yeah. then when Patrick's there, he's the perfect driver. Right, right. He's like smart and he's like offended that someone would steal his pants. Yeah. Like, um, but I felt like a lot of this episode was in the middle of like him learning the course. So it was a lot of him like just going through that course a lot and. Some visual gags, but nothing like hilarious. Hilarious about that part, right? I agree. It was all just like, yeah. It's like, so what if SpongeBob gets a new driving teacher and he's like a drill sergeant? That's like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, how can it's we make kinda that work? funny? But it's not like hilarious, you know? Right. But it works for a children's cartoon. It it more than works. Yeah. So the guy. Who did uh, the sergeant? His name's Robert Robin Sachs, and uh, we didn't look up anything beforehand. He's in Galaxy Quest, in Jurassic Park, or Jur- the Lost the Lost World. World, Mass Effect Three, Babylon Five. Dead. No way, Babylon. <laughs> okay, so it looks like he hasn't been in anything for a while. Yeah, and he was kind of in older. Stuff so it's not like a they got a huge name to do it, but he did a good job. They yeah. were basically like, let's get Liam Neeson, but not have to pay him. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah. They don't got that Ted money. <laughs> Ted money. Well, Ted too has Liam Neeson in it. <laughs> right. And he's in a million ways to die in the West. Right. He's like in the Seth MacFarlane bubble because he right. also did voices for Family Guy. Right. Right. A million. I remember a million ways to die in the West. I like that movie. A I've lot. seen it a lot. I, I thought it was real. Like so, everybody I, remembers a mustache. Yeah. I there's one part, and it's dumb because I watched it with that same person I was talking about earlier. But we had. I remember like we had gotten like really high, and he like never got high, so it was like fun. And there's and they this, do that in the movie too. Like he's what? like, I don't really smoke, but Charlize Theron like smokes and they do peyote later right right well there's this part that we kept rewinding that we thought was so funny and it's not even it's so dumb but there's a part where they're riding horses and charlie's their own uh tosses him a canteen it just hits him in the face and knocks him off yeah. the horse 
We were like dying at that. We like that's such a was, Family Guy thing. To I know do it too. was so stupid, but we were just really high, and we were like, "That is the funniest shit I've ever seen." Just wa- yeah. just watching him get hit in the face and falling off a horse. Yeah, doesn't take much sometimes. I really like his. Uh, he's like, "You shouldn't drink in horse," and he's like falling off as he's in like when he gets there, he's like being dragged essentially. Yeah, right, right. I like that too. Drinking a lot horse. of good visual stuff. Yeah. I mean, even, like, the guy, like, if you remember the miner, he, he like, farts, and then he gets up, smells his fart, and immediately dies. dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do remember A lot that. of good visual gags. Right, and of course, a mustache is, like, the... I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, my mustache... Er, say the word. The word mustache. Yeah. A mustache. A mustache. Now we both have said mustache. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just like filler <laughs> right, words right. Just to get mustache back in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Good well, shit. Well, now with that, I mean, we mustache you to, uh, you know, let us know what you thought about the episode. Yeah. Hopefully you guys liked Hit it. Hit us up. Check out our Discord. Uh, oh, I guess we should do our little plugs. My name's Alex Beardsley. I'm on the internet as Ashton Waganda. A-S-H-T-O-N-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A. You can find you can punch that into uh, Google and you'll find all kinds of stuff. But I'm on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Not really active these days, but uh, you never know when that could change. But you could always send me a message if you want to on those. I'll, I'll see it eventually. I'm Zach Main, totally rad underscore Zach on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, feel free to follow me on any of those things. I am pretty frequent on them. Uh, as you mentioned, we have a Discord. I have a Twitch channel under Mystified, which I've mentioned before. Um, we have an email address, too, if that's another way that you want to contact us, if you feel uncomfortable with the, uh, you know, non-animidity, anonymity of, uh, social media. You can email us at stripesorderproductions at gmail.com. And if you haven't, uh, and you can leave a review where you listen to your podcast, please leave a review for us and give us however many stars you think we're deserving of. Yeah, we l- would love that. Um, I'm a five-star man. I'm a pop star. I just watched this YouTube video of this guy. His, his name is Brutal Moose. He used to do, like, game videos. Like, he's been on YouTube for, like, 15 years or some shit. But he um, just did this one, and it's an Aaron Carter stuff. Aaron Carter starring in a movie, and it's called yeah. Popstar. But it's, it's not the good Popstar. It's from 2005. I do remember that movie. And there's yeah. a part where he goes, I'm a pop star. And he keep that's like the clip that he keeps playing yeah. throughout the review. Did you I'm happen, a pop star. Did you happen to see uh, his boxing match with Lamar Odom? Aaron Carter? No. He's got the shit beat out of him, really? as you can imagine. Lamar I, Odom being like a seven-foot-tall athlete and Aaron Carter being a guy who beat Shaq one time in a game of basketball yeah. as a child. A fictional game of basketball, yeah, no for, less. For a song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like literally if Lamar Odom wanted to, he could have killed him. Like cuz he's like he would like block a punch and then he would he kept turning his back to him. It was clear that he had no idea how to box. And it was just celebrity boxing, but still. Right. You like, think you would still think he would like train a little do like a couple weeks of just like here's how you do this, you know, here's yeah. how you do that, you know. He could have just hit him right in the back of the head for you know, if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, donkey punched him. <laughs> I just love the idea of like 
he could have murdered him. Yeah, <laughs> like, he gave him the opportunity. He he, he even, showed mercy by not slaughtering him. Even with <laughs> like, headgear and gloves, he still could have brutally murdered this guy. And it's been they've been hyping it up for months. I'd have to see that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so check that out, everyone. Aaron Carter. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he was famous in the first place was because his brother was a Backstreet Boy. That's true. But to be fair, though, I did I did have Aaron's party come get it on CD. One hundred percent. I, I had bet that. you did. I did. He have another famous song other than "How I Beat Shaq." Yeah, it was Aaron's party. It was oh, like, okay. um, "Come I, get it, come get it." Na 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 na. Right. I na, feel like na, I might have. Hey 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 hey. And it was just like, uh. Just, it was like a rap, you know? Yeah. It was like a little kid rap. I feel like maybe I liked it enough to get it on Napster, but of all the CDs that I've made, like, I have a pretty good memory of what I put on CDs, and I don't think I ever put it on one. Like, I never liked it. I liked it enough. I I bought the CD. Probably, I think I got it at Borders Bookstore. Yeah. (laughs) But I did have a lot of uh, Backstreet Boys posters and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we... My sister liked the Backstreet Boys, and then I sort of saw Aaron Carter as like, oh, it's like... A for, spinoff. It's like for, like, like yeah, you like the Backstreet Boys, and he's younger. He's, like, more around my age. Yeah. So that's for me, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, I also just thought it was cool that there was, like, a kid artist. Well, I... So... You know, I was much more into rap when I was younger, so I was like Little Bow Wow, Little Romeo. So I, like, I got into them a little bit, but I never had their CD or nothing. Like the song Puppy Love by Little Bow Wow? It's great. Oh, I, I totally forgot to mention this. So I'm, uh, I had my Spotify under Angie's, you know? So I made yeah. my own Spotify, I'll have to add you. But I made a playlist of... Just like I went through and I was like, what is pretty much every single song that I can sing most of and that I like enough? And I have like 820 songs on there. Dang. Of various genres. So it's like, uh, I just pop it on and it's like, oh, I remember this or I remember this. And it's songs that some of them I haven't heard in a long time. But like Bow Wow is on there. Yeah. Um, All all sorts of stuff. So if anybody wants to, to get in on that too, it is public. Um, it's just been fun. It was fun to make. Sure. I know. I, I got to get into making playlists cause I get, I have a bad habit of just cause I, I like, I'll heart songs. I'll yeah. like them. And then I'll just shuffle my liked songs. A lot but, of people do that. I found out, but it's trash though, because it'll play the same fucking two, like 100 songs. And I'm like, okay, there's 5,000 songs on here. Yeah. Why am I not hearing like 4,900 of them. You know what's <laughs> weird is like the first night I was like, what are the first 10 songs that'll play? And the first one was like Nelly from uh, Suit. Or no, from Sweat. They came out the same time. I don't know if you know the albums. No. Uh, so a song from Nelly. And then it was uh, Who Can It Be Now? And then, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I went to listen to it the next day and like the third song was Who Can It Be Now? I'm like, right. what are the fucking odds? It's not odds. It's a, There's an algorithm. They're like, yeah. oh, you listen to this whole song, so you like it. So you want to hear well, it again today. That's Unshuffle? literally how it is. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Can confirm that is how it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even shitting you. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. There's an algorithm. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, it sucks. Because you hit shuffle, you expect it to just randomly shuffle. It doesn't do that. 
Like I said, I list, I have 5,000 songs liked, and it'll play the same 100 over and over. Yeah, that's trash. And it's like, why does this even exist? <laughs> like, I want to yeah. hear all of them, and I want to be, be surprised. be truly random. I want right. truly random. Yeah, I want true randomness. Exactly. Yeah. If I wanted songs that I liked, I would make a playlist of just those and listen to those. It's just like YouTube. It's like, oh, you liked that? You didn't yeah. skip it? That oh that means that you want more of that. And yeah. it's like, no, not necessarily. Yeah. Like But that's like the like stupid, like low attention span world we live in. Now, yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, nobody's gonna notice if it's the same few songs over and over and it's like right. some of us are gonna notice. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, that yeah, does that it for the do podcast. It. Love ya. Bye. Gucci.